0: Today is May 15th, 2021. This is episode 122 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. All right, in this episode, we are going to be following up a little bit on my vaccination and uh, how things are going in the week since, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about the uh, my job situation and um, following up from... I forget how specifically I talked about this on the on um on past episodes, um but my job situation and and how I had been recommending, um this specific job po- be posted or or exist in our organization, um and that job has finally now come to exist, um so I'm going to talk about that for a bit. But beginning, uh, I'd like to start off by talking about vaccine rollout, and it's actually kind of funny because. Um, Although the vaccine rollout is still rolling, like going a lot faster than it was before, the the timelines have accelerated and so on. Um, I've kind of thought about it a lot less this week, having gotten a vaccination last uh, weekend. The only time I had to think about it was on Tuesday um, because I've become kind of the de facto go to person for um, booking vaccines for family. And um, so I had to book an appointment for um, one of my members of my family on Tuesday um because they opened to new eligibility groups and basically wanted to talk a little bit about how I'm feeling um so yeah last episode was actually recorded a day late on Sunday and that was vaccination day so basically um give a brief update on how that dose went how the vaccine went how the like process of getting it and um like how I've been feeling since and so basically yeah um It was last Sunday, so it was already going to be kind of a quiet day. Having two kids, by the way, in a pandemic, having two kids and two people needing to get like go for a vaccine uh, appointment. I got a sense. I don't know what would have happened if I needed to bring my child to that vaccination clinic, but we didn't want to do that. Um, So we basically staggered our appointments intentionally so that um, like one of us would just stay home with the kids and when we would go and then we'd kind of swap later in the day. Um, so that, that worked totally fine. I guess you could have brought a kid. There was like, because of social, social distancing, the the biggest concern with kids when they're in public is making sure that they understand, um, you know, like don't go near other people, basically stay with me. Um, and Evie's pretty good with that. Um, yeah. The big issue would have been Leo because like getting a stroller going around. I mean, I suppose that no, the clinic wasn't quite accessible, although I'm sure they could have accommodated if we had like a, if there's probably an elevator or something that they could have accommodated if we needed. Um, that accommodation, but um, to get a stroller down, I don't know exactly how he would have done it. Probably at that same, whatever, whatever accessibility method they would have had for vaccinating people in wheelchairs. Um, But all that to say, the vaccine appointment went very smoothly. Um, We talked a lot in previous episodes about it being kind of the honor system, which it totally was. Um, They basically just ask why you're eligible or how you're what makes you eligible. Actually it's funny because my wife is a teacher and they basically, when they asked her what, like what was her eligibility criteria she said i'm a teacher so like whisked right through um yeah they don't have any process because they can't they don't have any process to check credentials or anything like that um and when i got there the person at the window actually said are you a teacher i'm like i'm not a teacher i have a i have a high risk health condition and um yeah it is what it is um went right through it actually turned out that um it was i think it was later that day that they said it was going to be Tuesday that um, at-risk health conditions were going to be eligible. Um, although when I booked for my my family member who has an at-risk health condition, I wasn't able to book until like, and this was on Tuesday. So like almost two weeks later, I think it was May 25th. Um, so I'm very glad in retrospect that I did book like quote-unquote vaguely two days early rather than having to wait into an extra two weeks. Um, especially because we are currently decommissioning our our office building. We're moving offices uh, at work. Um, it, it's like hopefully moving in if everything goes well at the beginning of next year, kind of um, March or so of next year. And so, yeah, um, I was supposed to be going in like kind of the last week of May. I'm now going in the first week of June, um, but I really would have, it would, it, it is making me feel a lot better, about having to go into the office with other, with a few other people um, in order to clean things out, um, with having had almost a month of um, time to build antibodies, build immunity to COVID, um, yeah, that that feels way different and a lot better to have that. So having had to wait until, for example, May 25th would not have been ideal for me, just for a bunch of reasons. So I'm really glad that I did it. Um, I have no regrets at all <laughs> after having gone through this. Um, yeah, it is it is what it is. And yeah, it. if they had been clearer, I would have... <laughs> follow things to the letter but there was no letter to follow anyways um all of that what i really want to talk about with relation to the vaccine oh yeah sorry before we get to that um yes i want to talk a little about about reactions to the vaccine because i've heard like various different things um the mass vaccination clinics have the pfizer vaccine right now and so that's what i got um yeah there was effectively like the way I felt, I don't know if Julia was similar. She didn't really have any strong reaction, but like I basically felt like a light hangover. Like I would had, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had an alcoholic drink in. Ooh, it feels like it's been at least a year and a half. Maybe it's only been closer to a year, but like definitely the entire pandemic, have not had any. Um, haven't even had a like want for it. So, um, yeah, that's all fine. But um, yeah, I felt like two or three beers, maybe. I mean, maybe if I had one, one like, um, pint glass or something. Now that's how I would feel, but yeah, light hangover, basically like a headache that was hanging over my head for the morning and like slightly dehydrated. So like I drank a lot of water and took an Advil, I think, and it was, it was fine. Um, For everybody, I mean, I've heard that the second Pfizer doses kind of hits you harder you kind of, yeah, hit by a truck is what I felt. Um, I didn't really feel like it was that bad, but we'll see what happens with, with dose number two. Now, what I really want to talk about with the vaccine Is something that I I don't know exactly when this was posted, but um, this was the Public Health Agency of Canada making recommendations on what you can do with having had um, or what I guess what Canadians can do having had one vaccine or two vaccines. Um, And I guess this was probably posted. I think this was posted yesterday. I think I would have seen it. I I follow this pretty closely. Um, So basically, they released guidance um, talking about what you can do once you've been vaccinated or once. Yeah, once we've reached certain thresholds of vaccination. Um, and so this is split up. Should I post this image? Yeah, I'll post this image um, in the notes. So basically it's separated into three sections, spring, summer and fall. Spring being the time when cases are high and vaccines are low. Um, summer is cases are low. Um, vaccine coverage is high for one dose and increasing in the second. And then in the fall, cases are low and everyone's like effectively when I say everyone, I mean, almost everyone is vaccinated with two doses. Um And so basically we're living in the spring. So cases are high vaccine coverage. We need everything to be closed. Restrictions can't be lifted yet. Um, But the middle, the middle one is kind of the most exciting one. Um, Kind of, yeah, mid end of pandemic rather than like mid pandemic, obviously restrictions have to be in place. Fall, obviously a lot fewer restrictions need to be in place, but the summer one, um, basically evidence is showing that, um, or health or public health agency of Canada has agreed that evidence is showing that um, one dose is, good to stop the spread and so they basically have said that if 75 percent of people are eligible for vaccines so that would be like 12 and over i guess now um have had one dose and 20 percent, i guess the most um the most at risk people so like people probably 60 or 70 and above have had a second dose then restrictions can start to lift based on conditions um so you still need to Keep up with things like physical distancing, wearing a mask, but it explicitly says you can look forward to small outdoor gatherings with family and friends, which is honestly like for that to be the thing that we're like really excited about for the summer makes me really laugh a lot. But like genuinely, that puts a smile on my face just thinking about it. um Yeah. So basically, the activities that they put here as examples camping, hiking, picnics, patios, being able to see a few people, still not going to like concerts, but, um, yeah, it says you should still avoid crowds, but small outdoor gatherings with people who have been vaccinated with one dose um, is going to be acceptable and allowed. Um, and then going into the fall. Yeah. So basically, again, the condition here is if 75 percent of those eligible for vaccines have received a full series, so two vaccination doses, then more measures will be able to be lifted. Um, you should be able to do more activities indoors with people outside your household. Um Yeah, and basically then just saying COVID won't be gone necessarily by then. Um, So there might need to be still some public health measures, but the things will approach normalcy as we go into the winter and hopefully people will be able to gather indoors again by then. And so some of the examples they have here in the fall are colleges. So basically schools going back in session, um, sports being played indoors. So I don't know if that means intramural sports. I don't know if that means um, athletic events Um, because it still seems like it doesn't say anything about like attending indoor sports but maybe that's what they're talking about and then family gathering so i think basically like thanksgiving christmas that kind of thing maybe birthdays um yeah everyone's planning their like wedding (laughs) wedding things and um yeah basically like (laughs) probably i think it probably makes sense to take the um the jim halpert slash michael scott approach to birthdays and just have one for the year for everybody um but that being said we will have to see how this all plays out that's what that's all i wanted to say is that i'm not sure how this is going to play out but that summer outlook is looking great because um, we have a small group of friends and um, that like <laughs> yeah, I say uh, hang out. We, we did hang out a few times um, when cases were not so high, um, but we've basically been trying to limit it a lot um, in the in, in the middle time between those things. And it's just it's just like such a hopeful feeling to think that we might be able to have like our four to six friends over plus kids um like in our backyard have a barbecue just you know catch up like in a way that we haven't been able to before like since the beginning of 2020 and like because one of the things is if you were told um like on a given day hey <laughs> like in a month let's say in a month you Are not going to like starting starting one month from today. You are not going to be able to do this, 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 and this. You're not going to be able to see your friends. You're not going to be able to go to stores. You're not going to be able to go, um, like to the mall. It's it's going to not make a lot of sense to go see outdoor sporting events. What would you do? What would you prioritize as a person? Like, what would you personally want to do for that last month? Um, you would make a lot of choices. Like, you'd want to see your friends several times. You'd want to like get a bunch of clothes. You'd want to like take advantage of that that freedom knowing that you are going to be in lockdown for more than a year and feel unsafe, potentially doing a lot of those things. Um, That did not happen. And so like with our friends, for example, it's not like we were seeing them constantly weekly um, up until the lockdown, like February is a really busy time at me for uh, at work and like, it's the winter. So like things are cold. You don't necessarily want to go out and and do things every day or every week, even like we're, we're all starting to have kids. It's it's tough to get together, especially with work during the day and then the kids having to go to bed relatively early at night. Uh, it's tough. And so we it's not like we saw them all the time. We saw them like, <laughs> I don't know, once in 2020 um, where we could have an intimate family gathering. Actually, I, I think the last big gathering we had was probably right before Christmas where we had kind of our like Christmas party with um, with the small group of us. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to doing that again. We're going to do that so much well, as soon as we're allowed to. Like it's gonna be so exciting. Like the roaring twenties for me in my mid-thirties is gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> home parties with friends and no alcohol <laughs> and kids. So it's very different than it would have been in my 20s. But um yeah, the roaring twenties are definitely gonna be a thing. I just like it's just clear to me. So, anyways, um that's what I'm looking forward to this summer now, having gotten a dose, knowing that um at least of my friends. Two have already got two other ones have already gotten it. Um, one other is also scheduled, and then the remaining three, I guess, are going to be scheduling them soon. So hopefully, having them kind of mid June um, by the latest. I'd like to think. I'd like to think. Apparently, Ontario is doing 150,000 approximately now. We're up to 150,000 vaccinations a day, and that seems like a pretty great number. Um, I believe Ontario has about 100 or 15 million people, which means that that's like a hundred days worth of vaccines, but we've already got like 50% having one dose. There's a whole bunch that plays into this. But um ultimately I'm really excited for the summer. So I don't want to spend too much time talking. About, I've already spent 15 minutes talking about that. Um, but I did want to talk just a little bit about um this job that I've been that I've been wanting to exist and and hoping to have um at ncerc for a long time now. Um I actually have letters dating back that I was showing my team leader and director and all that. Um back from 2017 talking about how it would be really great to have um basically a person that oversees and consults on technology-based decisions and decisions based on tool development um just how it would be really great to have that process centralized and um endorsed by management um, with an actual position and so all that to say um i'm very excited that a new position has been posted. Um, this is a position that is it, it's a competitive position, um, but it's only open to people inside of NSERC, um At my um, at my position scale level, and yeah, basically only employees uh, can apply. And so there's a very small pool of people that could eat, would even be eligible for this position. Um, I don't I don't believe there are many other people that would even understand what it is or or want it. Um, but having said that, I feel I feel confident so far that what I've put together, um, because it asks for a cover letter and a resume, I feel comfortable with what I've put together that it makes me, because the position was, was again, not created for me, but it's tailored to me because I'm the one that recommended that it be created. And so like the, for example, um, in the job profile, there's a whole list of things that it's looking for. And they're like, it's like a checkmark, checkbox list of all the things that I've done. Um, So I'm very excited for that process to close. There's still another week. Um, and so it's kind of a long process of, of, you know, I don't want to leave this to chance. I, I really want this job. And basically I, I'm working on my resume. I've got my resume done. Actually. Um, I actually put together my resume just based on what I thought the job was going to be. And then hoping that I could like tweak it later and, and add things if I needed to or remove things that weren't necessary. Um, but honestly it's like dead on. I'm going to have to, I'll do a comparison, but I haven't, cause I haven't looked at it since, but like basically what I built um, or the, the position that I was saying should exist is basically what's being put together. So um, I'm very excited that this is finally happening. It feels like a long time coming. And and I, I have honestly, genuinely basically been doing the job that's being proposed um, already for the last year. Um, and so it's really the, just the formalization of that um, process and being able to hand off my other like my kind of daily or weekly standard duties to somebody else to be able to really focus in on this project stuff. So yeah, the position is called Senior process management Officer. and really, it's overseeing um our our competitions and the technology involved with them and coming up with ways to and I don't love this like the word innovate has so many like <laughs> um just not that useful meanings. um it's overused in business and pat- particularly in government settings. um but I really do feel like some of the things that we're doing um are innovative in the non like snarky, non-business, non-sarcastic way um, in that what we're trying to do is make peer review and program administration, like government program administration, more streamlined and more efficient. And like the ways that we're doing it are like, by definition, they're innovative. And, and I'm really proud of the, the work that, that has been done so far on project like that. And I'm really looking forward to doing more. Um, so obviously I'll report back. There won't be any news next week, but um, I'm going to keep reporting back. Um, on how this goes and i might be changing jobs over the next you know month or so so we'll see how it goes the other thing i wanted to say actually on that note before we wrap up is that um, along the lines of innovating um, we actually have i must have talked about the hackathon in previous episodes of this podcast or at least mentioned it Um, but nsirc is having we're having our third annual hackathon um, and nsirc which is basically just a program administration hackathon so um, there are some technology projects existing but there's also just some policy things um, yeah, without the constraints of an in-person event, which last year's was planned to be an end- up swapping. And the first year was, um rather than having a one- day event like we'd had in the past, we're actually expanding it to basically what I'm calling a week, which is really just a four day event from Monday to Thursday. Um, this coming weekend is a long weekend. Um, and so Monday is off, so we didn't we figured <laughs> because um government workers love to take Fridays off and to make four day weekends, um, especially over the summer. And so with Victoria Day coming, um, it just made sense to go Monday to Thursday for the event itself. Um, but basically, it's going to be really fun. Um, there are lots of projects. There's lots of excitement. And so starting Monday morning, we're um, working on hackathon projects and kind of putting aside our other work for the week, um, just seeing what we can do. Obviously, with four days, you're not going to spend the entire four days like working away on this one project. You're going to have going to have other things come in. Obviously, it's still we're still in a stay-at-home order. And so people have got their kids at home. So that flexibility of having the four day thing um, is also really valuable. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'll report back how the hackathon went. Um, we actually have the president events are coming to speak on Monday right before lunch, um, which is really exciting to me because it's kind of a tacit endorsement of the idea and of the the initiatives that people are taking. So um, all, in, all in all, I'm very excited for that. And like I said, I'll be back next week um, with more details on how that went. and hopefully by then we'll have even more vaccine acceleration and they'll start announcing when um when the next age groups can start um, going for second doses so see how that is because because there's no way they're not going to accelerate that process there's no way they're actually going to go four months between um, first and second doses just based on the numbers of vaccines we have coming in um the number of people that already have one dose versus the number of people that aren't going to get are not going to get a dose for for whatever reason um whether they're just waiting or whether they're, they're already not following rules and so getting a vaccine doesn't really phase them um, or they don't feel it's necessary rather. But anyways, um, we'll report back on all that next week. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.